570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Kevin Demoff of the Rams joins us at the bottom of the hour. But now, Rodney, I think we need spirituality. Oh, do we ever. Yeah. We need spirituality. We need to come together. And we need to shout out our man, Vic, who got a shout out earlier today because Bill Plaschke of the LA Times said he was listening to Vic's haiku yesterday and thought it was just outstanding. It, it brought some some calm to him. It gave him a laugh. Yeah. Made him feel comfortable. Yeah. Actually, it completed him. Oh, yeah. So for that today... What are we going to do, Fred? We're going to bring on that national treasure. Oh, yeah. Man, it's always welcome on this show. Talk about it. Any way, anyhow we want it. Bring him, Fred. Here he comes. Come on now. With a daily haiku at two. Say it with your chest. Victor Brink. Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred. I'm the Dean. Did you hear Bill Plasky's kind remarks about you? If I can complete Bill Bill Plasky, that is a life well lived. Yes. Because, you know, Plasky is very complicated, yet profound, and, of course, the voice of the people. So, in any way, if I can calm down the great Plasky, I am humbled. I am honored the whole thing. Well... Thank you. Thank you, Bill. He also enjoyed yesterday's haiku from Alan Perninsky, or whatever his name was. Perzinski. Zinsky, Pizzarelli, Fred. Oh, Pizzarelli, yeah. <laughs> what did you Pizzarelli from Jersey. It was not from A.J. Pizzinsky, Fred, no. Oh, I'm sorry. My mistake. But Plesky has good taste. Yeah, he loves ABBA, you know. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> we're, we're aware of that, Dancing Queen. But just one song. I, I, his repertoire is limited. Yes. I think you have to go deep into the ABBA playbook. Yeah. I will say this. I think he enjoyed uh, yesterday's haiku from our friend on Jersey Shore a tad bit more than I did, though. Well, Bill is a renaissance man. (laughs) Yeah, out of Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, someone would say that. He's a renaissance man. You know, you could say that about anybody that covers everything. No matter what they do or say, you go, well, he's a renaissance man. You go, oh, wow, all right. Got something going. Yeah, but it's the, it's the way Pulaski attacks his subjects. Yeah. You know, there's so much compassion in his writing and and obviously a, a sensational uh, style of writing, but yet how he gets right to the core of the issue is... Uh, just unbelievable. He's one of the great writers of our time and space. Not just sports. I'm saying any anything. Yeah, that's true, Vic. 
great Plasky. Yes. Yes. Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. Lady B. This diversity mm. in his background what? is helping him a lot tonight. What? Why? Rodney, why? tell me why. I don't understand, Vic. I don't. Sometimes I look at Freddy and I don't understand what's going on in that brain of his, Vic. I really don't. Changing it up today. I think the Olympic zone is saturating his mind. I think so, too. <laughs> today, Vic, I'll give you a little tease. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do two things. One we did a couple of years ago. You know, we have this shot of the cauldron from Tokyo. Right. Well, Angelo Simone, the producer of the show, went out and got the, mar the marshmallows in a stick. So it will look like I'm toasting marshmallows in the Olympic cauldron. That's very demeaning. That's what they said when we did it last time, too. We're doing it again. <laughs> we enjoy it. We understand the great meaning of the cauldron and... Yeah. Lighting of the Olympic cauldron, what it means. and Yeah, we're doing it. it and you're still going to roast marshmallows? We don't care. We're doing it. Simulation? Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing okay, we're going to do... The other it thing brings in viewers. I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. Well, listen. It may... It may I will argue with the premise. Yeah, we're doing it. The last time we tried it, I was in Stamford, Connecticut, and the network people saw us doing it. We were feeding it back to L.A., and they shut, yeah. down, they shut down the feed. They said, you can't do that. You can't demean, as you said. But now there's nobody to shut us down, Vic. We're going for it. And the other thing so we're going to You're free. Do, yeah. You're it, free. Yes. Uh, Jared Kimenay, who uh, Kevin knows very well, he knows all of our guys at NBC, has been coordinating the Olympic coverage for Channel 4, and he's done a magnificent job. So he's been given the title of Olympic captain. Oh, nice. We're bringing him on today, and we got him a captain's hat <laughs> to discuss his role in the coordination and it's going to be standing there wearing a captain's hat so you guys are just completely <laughs> you guys are completely off kilter now yeah. you're just like screw it this is the last the last couple of shows we don't care anymore that's yeah. what it sounds like to me Fred break out the shocky and that had to have been your idea Fred had to have been your idea Rodney look oh my god <laughs> oh my god look at that captain's hat <laughs> is that from your closet Fred yes exactly yes exactly exactly Vic so that will be today's 4.30 Olympic Zone show. Yeah. Fred, or excuse me, Vic is right, Fred. You guys should just break out the sake and take some shots on the air. Why not? That's like the only thing you guys aren't doing, so you might as well. You know, we, we yeah, crack open a barrel. Yeah. We wanted to change it up a little bit. <laughs> we wanted to put our own touches on the Olympic Zone. Do it, Fred. You got the goatee going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take that shot of sake with that evil-looking goatee. You Look know what? Me. We've got the uh, Winter Games coming up in February. I'll keep that in mind. They're in Beijing. <laughs> What's the difference? And drinking that show too. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Hey, winter games in Beijing, I'd be drinking heavily. Right. Is that a captain's hat? That looked like the hat the gopher wore in the love boat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when he sent me that hat, I just started to laugh. I thought Cabin this was going to be great. The best. <laughs> You'll be wearing that hat standing in, as we call it, Tokyo Plaza. Tokyo Plaza is directly outside the front door of the station. You said it wrong. It's Tokyo, Fred. Tokyo. Tokyo. Tokyo, Tokyo. Plaza. Yeah, he'll be standing in Tokyo I've noticed, Plaza. Fred, you, you know, you're very erratic with your pronunciation uh, these last couple <laughs> <of> weeks. <laughs> Don't let him off the hook, Vic. <laughs> He's a little erratic. Very erratic. I, didn't I say from day one, break yeah, yes. away from the pack, Fred, yeah. and pronounce it correctly? Yeah. Tokyo. 
I, I will, even Tarico butchers it. Uh, don't get on Tarico again. <laughs> I like Tarico, but he's not pronouncing the, the the capital of the country that's hosting the Olympiad. I believe in I believe in accuracy, Fred. I believe in accuracy and attention to detail. That's just me. But big, big, Fred's been erratic with the pronunciation. <laughs> totally erratic, Rodney. Vic, you believe in accuracy, yet you make I up do. but you make up words. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's called the creative process, Fred. Okay. It's not like Tariko is making up a, you know something creative for the capital of Japan. He's just butchering the pronunciation because his producer's probably too much fear. Oh, I better not tell Tariko how to pronounce Tokyo. <laughs> He, he, he might send me to Yokohama. <laughs> then what? <laughs> Big, that's the backroom discussions. About the, afraid to tell Tariko how to how to pronounce Tokyo. What what what's it go like this? You tell him. No, <laughs> no, you tell him. I'm I not going to tell My beloved bride, yeah. Yuko Sakamoto, has is, is, is advised you from the beginning. Yes. Tokyo. Well, I've tried. Tokyo, this. two syllables, not three. I know. Tokyo. I've tried. I, I I've got it more right than wrong. You, you have. You've been making the effort, which is very commendable. Thank you. He's the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. He works indefatigably, in other words, tirelessly, putting together sensational shows every day. Please put your hands together, show the love, show the respect. Uh, it's Kevin Figgis. Thank you, Don King. King Flavor? I'll take it. Having the time of his life. Indefatigably, indubitably. <laughs> I'd like to bring in the mighty OJs, if I may. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, no, not no. that one. Oh, oh no. no. You know what, no. Vic? Vic oh, no, Fred. Vic, no. you walked right into that one. Really? You're right, you, you're right, KC. You should have set, set the stylistics. Yeah, we would have been all right. Or, or the temptations or yeah. something. But, you, yeah. That not one, not he, the OJs. He's got his finger on the pulse right now. <laughs> to cut that I know. <laughs> or even the Manhattans. <laughs> Shy lights. Nothing wrong with that, Vic. All good. He is the master of all time and space. Every audio nuance you hear, it comes from the vast audio library and the, the creative juices. So put your hands together for Ronnie Facio. Oh, yeah. It's the creative haiku master of VTB now. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Well, before we get to the haiku, wait a minute, Vic. everyone take a deep Vic, breath and Vic, say, Vic, what a beautiful Vic, game wait, at the wait, ravine wait. last night. Vic, okay, doesn't, doesn't matter. What a beautiful game. It's irrelevant now. Crushed them. Just wanted to ask him a question. Crushed, crushed the, the, the garbage that is the Houston Astro baseball franchise. Crushed them. Did you get goosebumps, as oh. I did, when Scherzer came out for the curtain call? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Vic. Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Goosebumps. Oh, Fred, did you have a question for Vic? I what forgot. What was the question? No, it doesn't matter. I forgot. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's like eight minutes ago. It's fine. Yes, goose, goosebumps. goosebumps, Vic. Absolutely. What a moment. And how cool of Kirsch, you know, to, you know, to cajole. Max, to say Max is what they want. But this is this is one of the greatest quotes I've, I've heard from, from an athlete in a long time. 
came from Max Scherzer last night. I don't know if you guys did it earlier in the show. When Max says, this is what you play for. 50,000 fans going nuts. I mean, how cool is that, Scherzer? And what about the reception he got here in L.A.? I mean, Rodney, I think you pointed this out earlier. That's why people want to play in Los Angeles for the Dodgers. Yeah. It's everything. It's the organization, how they how they operate. But it's the fans, man. The fans oh. giving you that kind of love like that, pitching in that stadium. And when you, and you deliver like that against a hated team like the Astros and the love he got, man, he slept good last night. What a great balance of the stadium, you know, for the uh, the hate for the Astros and the love for Scherzer and the Dodgers. That yeah. is what it's about, is that beautiful balance of emotions. And I want to commend, uh, you know, the close to 53,000 who came up with that those beautiful emotions, you know, to give the love to Scherzer like that and also to throw down that vitriol, you know, towards a corrupt franchise. So I just want to commend Dodger fans for their control last night, their poise on the noise. Uh, it was just, uh, I was very, I was really, really, really proud of the fans yesterday. Just the right amount of emotions. You guys with me on that? Well, I'm with you, Vic. 100%, Vic. Mm. We'll talk about 100% before we get to the haiku. Written today by Shiki, went back to the uh, oh yeah, you know, the you know the high you know the yeah, you upper did. upper echelon. Yeah, you did. You're taking us back now, Vic. There you go. There you go. Did we find any more from Becky Gammon? I knew you were going to go there. No, I knew you. you, know, you, can't, you I you thought can't you had your fill yesterday, Fred. You can't help it, Vic. You can't wow. help it. We did not, Fred. What happened to all those other ones we had one time? Look at him. Look at him. He, he. Well, if you, full disclosure, if you want to put back the curtain. So when I searched it initially, it's an excerpt from a book that she was a part of. And yeah. it was a preview excerpt. Um, I am unable to access that now. If I do, I have to purchase the book. So if you would like <laughs> to donate uh, $11.99 to the cause, Fred, I will purchase the book and we can have as many of her haikus as you like. You want my American Express card? Yes, I do. <laughs> I think you Man. should say it over the air. Oh. So, security code and all. Yeah. I'm going to look up Becky Gammon haiku. Becky right Gammon. Now. Part of that uh, baseball haiku book. How old is Becky Gammon? Is she still alive? Is she current? Yes, I believe so. Fred's going Fred's to Fred's get her on the show, Kevin. He's gonna ask, did he ask you already to try oh, to get her? Oh, he asked me to try to track her down. It's been uh, very difficult trying to uh, corral her. He's going to get that book all, on All tape. haiku yeah. artists. A little very private lives. Yeah, Fred. very private lives. So don't pry, Fred. I wouldn't say secret lives, but private. They enjoy their privacy and they're they're insulated, and they enjoy that. They live in you know Maine and you know middle middle of nowhere, uh, New Hampshire, and stuff like that. How do you spell her last name, Vic? I'd have to check my archives. Oh, you didn't. I looked it up and it says uh, Rabbi Remarks interview with Rabbi Fold. I don't think that's what we want. No, I think Brenda, Brenda Ganim, G A N N A M. Okay, I wasn't even exactly right. right. Not Rich Ganim. No, Brenda Ganim, Fred. Everybody knows G-A-M-M-A-N? Brenda Ganim. M M A N. G A N N A M. Oh, N N A M. Okay. Oh Lord. 
Yeah, look, at Fred. look how excited Fred is to look up Becky Gannam. What's her name? Brenda, right. Brenda Gannam. Brenda. Okay. Oh. BG, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get to the haiku from Shiki. Yes. It's, is nope. it me? This is continue. All right. What, Vic? Is it just me? What is it? Did you guys realize the the empire of Rihanna and what she is worth? Oh, she's billions. Yeah. Fenty. Fenty line. She's exactly, Rodney. That's yeah. where the big money comes from. She's worth $1.7 billion. Yeah. Oh, my God. Riri. Doing it. Business. And it's not the music. No. It generates all that cash. Cosmetic and clothing and alternative line that she's got. Fenty Beauty, boy, she's taking it and went to a whole different level. Attention to detail for Riri. Love some Riri. Hey, listen, I don't mean to interrupt, but I've got a a, a Brenda Ganim haiku. Okay. This is uh, about World Toilet Day. As an invention, I would say that the toilet surely trumps the wheel. A feeling you. Brenda Ganim. There's a lot of truth there. Especially she goes Toto, the Japanese toilet, which uh, I've been using for 20 years. And I Toto? highly recommend the Toto, T-O-T-O. Describe you can it. buy them at your, any any good uh, local hardware store will carry Toto, the line of Totos. Line of Toto toilets? An amazing toilet. It's an amazing toilet. It is. Is that the one well, that's you familiar with a Toto toilet? I am not, Dick. I am Vic, not. Tell us oh. what makes it so great. The contour. Sure. The comfort level. No. Vic, are you uh, sure it's not the whistles. fact that it, that, it, that it cleans your behind when you're done? Oh, there's bells and whistles you can buy. I mean, you, you can add on. There's, you know, like a luxury car. And you, you can add on the uh, accoutrement to the Toto toilet. I got a pretty basic Toto. Uh, I just love it. <laughs> how I just many, love it. Well, Vic, how, can we, how many accoutrements can you have for a toilet? Okay, yeah. you can have a toilet. You can, I guess, install a bidet. What else can it do? What else Heating. does it need to do? It can heat by itself. You press a button, it heats. And it cools. You press a button, it can be like a whirlpool, you know, like a bidet. Uh, and there are many features to the Toto toilet. It, it's, it must be the world's number one toilet uh, well, seller. There is actually me. many features. There's the a Toto. store apparently in West Hollywood that sells Totos. That's all. That's all they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Focus on Toto, and you're going to sell a lot of toilets for about ten grand. It's a, it's a great brand. Oh yeah. There's Toto. W- there's one here for about seven thousand dollars. What does that one do? Uh, let's see. Uh, if you give me anything a you want. Research. <laughs> anything you want. Make you some coffee. In it the better for ten thousand dollars. It'll clean the bathroom for you. Yeah, I don't want my toilet to do a lot for me, Vic, except sit there. Well, not in this day and age, Fred. I think people really uh, have taken the toilet to another level. You'll never have to wipe again, Fred. The last 20 years, I think people have taken the toilet to another level. Yeah. In Uh, terms of comfort, what they want from their toilet. You know, this is not the 60s anymore where you just uh, you put a put a piece of porcelain down there. Okay, so this $7,000 Toto toilet uh, is remote control operated. I wouldn't think that'd be necessary, but okay. Front and rear mm-hmm. warm water washing with temperature and intermittent pressure controls. Oh, yeah. 
An automatic toilet seat that can be opened and closed by remote or sensor operation. An air deodorizer. A nightlight. Mm -hmm. warm, wow. warm air dryer function. Oh, and an energy save timer as well. I never leave the bathroom. Like, I don't want warm air shot my butt. <laughs> you don't I'm leave the bathroom. <laughs> you don't want to leave the bathroom. What, what an amazing piece, huh? <laughs> yeah, Vic. <laughs> that is amazing. That's technology. Very important and necessary technology, too, by the way, it seems like. Well, listen, everyone's got to go. Technology and stuff. At some point. Yes. That's great research, K-Fig, on the Toto. Oh, love it. Love that Toto. And that leads me to this haiku. Of course it does. On this Thursday, August the 5th. It's from Shiki. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's get back to the... Let's get back to basics. On, let's get back to Here basics. in this Dodger off day as we prepare for a, an incredible series beginning tomorrow with the Angels at the stadium. Let's give it up for Mike Socher. He's in a title game in Japan. Okay. A former angel manager for oh so many years. He's, he's taken a lot of uh, minor leaguers and right into the title game against Japan for the gold medal. You're right, Vic. Yep. So, great minor, job by Socher. Minor leaguers and a bunch of old guys. Yeah. Yeah. And former Dodger Edwin Jackson, I think, is on the team. Yeah. Edwin is on the team. Yeah. Although Edwin played for like you know 46 major yeah. league teams, but. <laughs> he, he might hold the record for most teams played for. And I legitimately think he does. I always liked Edwin Jackson. Yeah. Although I was also a great fan of Alvin Jackson, the former New York Mets pitcher from the 60s. I was a big Alvin Jackson fan. Little lefty, big fastball, Alvin Jackson. Little lefty with a big fastball. I like that. Big fastball, Alvin. Fan favorite. But yet they're all fan favorites. When you lose 120 games in the season, you got to be all fan favorites. Yeah. The 62 Mets. Because they're this is by Shiki. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Prince already in the Olympic zone. Can you feel it? You feel it, Rodney? I do. I do. Yeah. Oh, He's in the Olympic there. zone. He's there. You know. Yeah. When you address Get me, the goatee rolling out. Say, Ahoy, mateys. I'm getting ready for the captain. Bye. <laughs> that was my Jungle Cruise uh, homage right there. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's going to make $3 billion? This Jungle Cruise is out of control. Can I just say the cruise is out of control? It's going to break all records, this Jungle Cruise. Anyone seen it? I saw it. Yeah. Did you? I did see it. How, yeah, how was it. it? It's very interesting. It's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It was one of those. The Rock makes good choices. I should I put it that way. Yeah. He really does. He makes good choices. Is there great chemistry this, with him and Blunt? Yeah, what'd you yeah think great, of her? great chemistry. Actually, they, they had really good chemistry. She's good. Yeah, she's very good. Very good. She's very good. That was it. Giamatti's in it. Good cast. Yeah. Good cast, good story, good special effects. Good ship. Crazy ship. Yeah, crazy story. Crazy jungle, yeah. It's, it's got all the elements. 
thinking a movie, Crazy Ship, Crazy Jungle. It's a blockbuster. That's how you make money. That's how yeah. you make money in Hollywood. Crazy Ship, Crazy Jungle, Crazy crazy uh, Plot Line, yeah. Crazy Romance. You hear, did, you, did you see how someone... Uh, Is this continuing? <laughs> e- emailed uh, The Rock and basically disrespected his, uh, his abs, saying, you know... Do I detect a stomach on the on the rock? And he he went a little ballistic. Him and Blunt, it was like a two way a two way thing. And he he read this email from someone who said, "What's with the uh, what's with the paunch?" And of course, you know, Rock's body is unbelievable. Yeah. So he lashed out, but then he you know you know Rock, he just uh, you know, went into Rock mode and just you know laughed it off. And but how could someone criticize Rock's body? It's just yeah. uh, who are I don't, you? I, I, I don't, he's chiseled. I mean, I, the man's chiseled. I don't really know Rock. You go, you know Rock. He, he, I don't really know Rock. You know Rock. Oh, do you know Dwayne, Fred? Is that what it is? You don't know The Rock? You know Dwayne? Is that what it is? I don't know Magic. I know Irvin. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right, then can we do the haiku? From Shiki. S-H-I-K-I. Shiki. The great Buddha does nothing. He doesn't even blink. At falling hailstones. I'm feeling you. Shiki. Shiki. Come with it. The great Buddha doesn't blink, Fred. Falling hailstorms. Kind of like Max Scherzer last night. Didn't right. blink. He was the Buddha. He was. Max Scherzer is the Buddha. He was the living Buddha yeah. last night. Right. Buddha on the hill, man. Ten strikeouts. And, you know, striking at Altuve, you know, 46 times. Yes. How cool was that to see Altuve go down four times in one game? Yes. My my, my heart was 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 pounding. It was just since well, it's just a sensational game. The home runs, Mookie twice. You know, your, your guy Pollock went deep. You know, Smith three run blast. Yes, yes, Vic. Vic, can I ask you, you know, a question? Everyone forgets those four home runs. I mean, I four homers. <laughs> I guess you can't ask a question, Vic. Of I, course, ask ask away. One quick question. You mentioned the Buddha, but the Buddha mm. is not alive, correct? The Buddha is a statue. No. Is that fair? No, that's not, that's not correct, friend. The Buddha, the Buddha is Buddha not a statue? Alive. No, there are statues of Buddha, but Buddha, Buddha is, is a spirit. Yeah, yeah Buddha. how dare Fred say the Buddha is not alive, Vic? He I meant, can't, Fred, please. In the world? He's, a, he's in Olympic zone mode. He really is. <laughs> he, can't, he can't wait for this, to break out the sake in celebration. You know what I'm saying? How dare you say the Buddha's not alive, Fred? Well, well at least the Kieran Itchy Bond, one of our great sponsors. <laughs> oh, my G- God, Vic. High premium Japanese lager. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Vic. <laughs> I think Vic's been tapping into that, as a matter of fact. Uh, all right, Kevin Demoff, CEO of the Rams, is next. Bringing you L.A.'s best sports talk weekdays, noon to 3. Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah, we continue on our throwback Thursday edition of Rogan and Rodney. All good. Little Stevie Wonder for you, Fred. Nothing wrong with that. No, never. Okay, here he comes. He is. What is he? Is he the chief executive officer? Is he the president? He's the man. Is he the mastermind? He's the man. Is he all of it? 
He is Kevin Demoff He's of the, the Rams. He's the guru. Kevin, how are you? The orchestrator. Yep. I, I don't know what I am. I think I'm a longtime listener, first-time guest, or <laughs> something. So, so, something along those lines. But uh, great to be back with you guys. It's almost time for football. It is. And did your heart stop when Matthew Stafford hit his thumb on somebody's helmet? Uh, yeah, but that's because I basically jabbed myself in the chest with a knife. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, about 20 minutes later, we realized he was going to be just fine. So it was all good. And, and away we go. Uh, so yeah. So excited. New quarterback, new season fans back in the stadium. You guys got to be fired up for this season to get underway, right? You know, I'm standing here at SoFi stadium, looking at the field and thinking that, you know, nine days from now, this place is going to be full with fans for the first ever game uh, at SoFi. And, you know, all leading up to Sunday, September 12th, under the lights against the Chicago Bears. You know, even just getting fans back at training camp has been awesome. And to hear the excitement, to see the team, you know, to kind of remind yourself why you do all this and you know, the excitement of the fans. It, I think we're all, everybody in this organization, from, from Stan on down, uh, couldn't be more excited to get rolling. Yeah, you know, we've made the point, Kevin. Uh, when you came here, you say you said you go big or you go home. And it's interesting to see a franchise that basically goes all in every year. Philosophically, is that the deal? Every year we want to try to win this and do whatever we can to win it? Look, I think that's the, you know, philosophically you go build the best team you can every year. But I think your fans want to see you be all in all the time. And, and that's not to say every year, you know, hey, you may lean more heavily on the draft you may find you know free agents you like but if you're not sitting there with some of the best players in the nfl trying to win the super bowl every year you're doing your team your fans your organization a disservice and i i certainly think when you have an aaron donald who's a three-time defensive player of the year one of the greatest players of this generation you know a jalen ramsey you know the players who have an offense you have to figure out a way to make sure that your window is competitive and within our division, within our league, you know, it's a year-to-year league. And so I think for us, you know, we're so fortunate to have a mandate from ownership to make sure that we're filling a team that's capable of winning the Super Bowl every year. And I think our goal is to live up to that mandate. And and don't you have to do that in, in L.A.? I mean, we talked about other cities, and if you're in Cincinnati, you can you can get away with – not being relevant for a while, but here you have to be relevant. I mean, you've got the Lakers doing what they do. We just talked about the Dodgers and and how they they brought in Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from Washington, and Washington just won the World Series. But here, if you're a fan of the Nationals, you got to be a little upset because you you had a fire sale and you probably won't win for a while. Do you feel the well, look? I think the pressure of being here in L.A. as well, um, along with the Lakers and Dodgers doing what they did. Well, I think the great part about Los Angeles is there's so many great organizations here, and everybody challenged each other to raise the bar. And I, you know, you go through this, you know, we in 2018 we make the trades for Marcus Peters and Brandon Cooks, and we sign a Dominican Sue, and the Dodgers trade for Manny Machado. Then you know we go trade for Jalen Ramsey, Dodgers trade for Mookie Betts, Lakers trade for Anthony Davis in that time frame. You know, we make a trade for Stafford. You know, the Lakers make the Westbrook trade. And then six months after we make the Stafford trade, the Dodgers trade for Serger and, and Turner. And right, I think you love seeing the organizations share this mentality of we're going to go all out for the fans. And I think if you're a fan in Los Angeles right now, there is not a better time when you look at the aggressive nature of these teams and their mindsets. And look, there may be, you know, I think you go through different life cycles as a team each time. There may be a time when you say, hey, there's an opportunity to get 
future draft picks and build that way. But to us, the goal is every year, how do we stay competitive? How do we stay relevant? How are we building towards a Super Bowl? And you want your fans to wake up on Sunday, September 12th, knowing that you have a chance to be playing here in your home stadium on Sunday, February 13th. Kevin Demoff with us, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570, LA Sports. Uh, all right, let's talk about the uh, yet new, old, updated throwback jerseys that the Rams can wear. I think they look pretty good, Kevin. What, what's the reaction been to them? The reaction's been great. People have been positive. They've been selling great. So, you know, excited to wear them against the Bears. But I think, you know, as we looked into the closet, this was a great way to blend you know, the new look of the organization with what our fans loved, you know, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s and put a, a modern twist on it. So the response has been been great. The players love them. The fans love them. So now all we have to do is go win games in them. Yeah, go win games in them. And, you know, Super Bowl, talk about that being here in L.A. Uh, we saw it with Tampa Bay last year. Tampa Bay, uh, yes, they won in their home stadium, but not like it would be if, if the Rams were to win it in SoFi. Yeah, I look, I think when you look at last year, Tampa Bay being the first team to break through and not only play a Super Bowl in their home city, but win, but you do it in a limited crowd factor. Yeah. And that doesn't diminish what the Buccaneers accomplished last year at all. They had an amazing season. Uh, although I would say after we, we beat them pretty handily on, on Monday night, you know, it's hard to, to watch that team go on and win the Super Bowl. Um, but this year, obviously, the first Super Bowl in Los Angeles in 29 years, uh, the amazing spectacle of what SoFi Stadium is for, for our team, for the league. You know, certainly, you're naive if you're not thinking in the back of your mind that you would have a chance to go play in front of your fans in the hometown you know, and really put the stamp on for the first time you know, a team playing their own stadium. And if you think back to you know, the Rams playing in the Rose Bowl for the Super Bowl against the Steelers, you know, this could mimic that and get our fans engaged. But you know, I'm just so excited for the Super Bowl to come back to Los Angeles. I mean... I know, I believe it was an NBC game back in 1993. So Fred was probably 30 years into his tenure at NBC <laughs> in 1993. At least. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just for, for Los Angeles to get back on the Super Bowl map, you know, truly to see people be excited. And, you know, if there's one thing I hear all the time, it's, you know, how do I get Super Bowl tickets? How, I can't wait to be at SoFi. And I think as an organization – you know right now that that's the last game of your season. You're going to work that much harder towards it. Yeah, and by the way, it's an NBC game this go-round, too. Uh, talking about Super Bowl tickets, how many tickets does the organization get as the host city? Uh, not enough. <laughs> In other words, shut the hell up, Fred. Yeah, I know. Your business. <laughs> I guess I won't be making that call to you later this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it, the the great part is, you know, we'll, we'll start to receive tickets kind of November, December. The league is selling suites and, and hospitality packages right now. They've been doing, you know, fantastic. And I think there's just so much excitement for this city. You know, the Super Bowl is going to be the largest tourism event in Southern California since the 1984 Olympics. And I think when you start to think about what that will do for this city coming out of a pandemic, getting tourism, getting restaurants full, hotels full, Hopefully by February we'll be in a really good place, you know, with the health and hosting a large event. But to me, you know, this is going to be an amazing week, amazing month in February for our city to showcase just where Los Angeles is and how great it is at putting on these types of events. Kevin, talking about tickets, um, all right, here we go. So how have ticket sales been? 
Uh, did you sell everything out you wanted to sell out? Do you expect capacity crowds at all the games? All right, yeah, we're. I mean, we've had an amazing run. You know, since returning, you know, unbelievable attendance at the Coliseum. You know, throughout those four years, you know, unfortunately, no fans last year at SoFi, and this year it'll be full at SoFi. You know, we can't wait. We have a few season tickets that we've held back. Things that were construction holds, uh, seats that we had held internally that we're releasing. Uh, but we we will be seventy thousand plus strong, and can't wait to see uh, a full stadium each week. I love it. Get, hey, Kevin, getting back to the on the field stuff. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about Matthew Stafford and and uh, uh, you know his his first year here, getting out of Detroit is the missing piece. How has he been, just from a mental standpoint? We we know it's already started, but how has he fit in to the environment of being a Ram? Well, I thought the greatest anecdote, if you read it in Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback, you know, this week was uh, after he threw the no look packs to Daryl Henderson. Uh, in the end zone on at Saturday's practice, Aaron Donald stopped mid-play and hugged him. And <laughs> you know, you know, I, I thought that was you know nothing. Roddy, you would know this better. There's nothing that we can say to as an organization. Players know, teammates know, and I think the most amazing thing when you read Jalen Ramsey talk about his ball placement being elite, when you talk about Aaron Donald, just the presence he's had, the confidence the offense has had this first week in training camp and their execution. You know, he brings you know, a level of steadiness and veteran leadership, you know, to, to our franchise that you just hope elevates your game, you know, every day. He, he's a great challenge for Sean McVay as he gets in the laboratory and thinks about how we run the offense. But I think from an organizational perspective, you feel his confidence, his command, you know, his ability to lead the team. And it's brought, you know, just a different energy to, to our practices each day. And it's spirited. I mean, that same practice, Jalen Ramsey picked him off, made an unbelievable play and, you know, ran a pick six back 100 yards. But that's the – he comes back and hits three straight plays for a touchdown. You want to see that give and take. I love watching our offense and defense go back and forth, you know, against each other at practice. But there's there's a confidence and a swagger that he brings, uh, you know, that that is fantastic for our franchise. And, and Rodney, you, you know, when a quarterback wears number nine – Oh yeah, they're a baller. Absolutely, Kevin. You know what I'm talking about. We don't see that's that's that rhythm we have, Brad. We understand each other. <laughs> Love it. Hey, Kevin. Every every move you've made is all geared to win a Super Bowl, and I think you have upped the ante when it comes to expectations. I mean, it's not like you're sitting back passively every year. You try to do something else. Uh, it's Super Bowl or bust for you guys, isn't it? I never feel that way because I. I think we heard that in 2018 and 2019 and 2020. You know, I think every year your mentality is you want to put yourself in the best position to go win the Super Bowl. You also, you know, I think where, where Les Need and Sean McVay do an amazing job is one eye is always on the Super Bowl that year and one eye is always on the Super Bowl in the future. And, you know, I think, you know, Rodney hit it, you know, when he talked about the Nationals and not that this is a comparison, right? Like, you don't want to be one of those teams that rises up and wins a game in one year and then two years later you're breaking off your team. You know, you, you always want to try to find that balance of being aggressive but doing it in a methodical way that doesn't ruin your chances, you know, in, in the future. And I think we're still the youngest team in the NFL. Uh, we have been basically every year. So you have this amazing balance of, you know, really top-end elite players you know, and then a developmental system that Sean McVay and his coaches have put together that allows the Darius Williams and the Van Jeffersons and the Sebastian Joseph days to all keep getting better and play those roles 
you know, when guys leave. And so, you know, I'm not a subscriber to Super Bowl or bust. I'm a subscriber of every year you should be trying to win the Super Bowl and making those moves. But I wouldn't believe in putting all your eggs in one basket for any given year. What you should be a subscriber to is our podcast. I'd like to share that with you right now. If you're going to subscribe to things, it should be our podcast, Kevin. Uh, uh, how do I say no? <laughs> I mean, you know, usually when I usually your requ- your last request when I came on was to name a bathroom after you. So if this one's just to listen wait, to your podcast, wait, 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 Fred, you you wanted a bathroom named after? Oh, and the stadium? Yes, you did. Yeah, I thought. That, yeah, you I did. thought you were going to do which that. Is absolutely ridiculous. Have you Fred. decided which bathroom yet or no? Oh, uh, the Lord. outhouse. So you'll, but, but if you're telling me that, you know, instead of naming a bathroom after you this time, I just have to listen to a podcast, I'm all in. That That's easy. <laughs> Deal. Well, all right. We appreciate it. It's good talking to you. Thank you for doing this today. My pleasure, guys. It's great to talk to you. Can't wait for some football. Fred, I know where you'll be Sunday, September 12th. You know exactly where I'll be. That's the NBC game. Right on. That is the, the NBC. Start the season on NBC and the season on NBC. Oh, that'd so. be nice. Let's Looking go. Looking forward to it. All right, Kevin. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, guys. You know, he's just fun to have on, period. Yeah. No, absolutely. He, he gets it, understands it. More boy, he understands this city. He gets this city, gets around. I mean, great, great guy. Knows what he's doing. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An L.A. icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM 570 LA Sports. Next stop on the Petros and Money Summer Tour. Tomorrow at Golden Road Brewing in Anaheim starts at 3. Features prizes including tickets to see the Dodgers and Angels at Dodger Stadium. $500 gift card and more. Golden Road Brewing. Our participating pubs offer happy hour on weekdays. Check the website for each pub's offerings and enjoy a weekday brew with your pals. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Terrific as always. Rodney, I'm going to take a week off. Fred, you do your thing. The ball goes well. Appreciate it. Let me know how it does. I'll let you know tomorrow. Yes. All right. Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen. Late night, down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA. On bail, my people say. Live in time, L.A.